All right, everybody, welcome to New Life Church. How many of you guys are excited to be here today? Come on, let me hear you. Are you? You're awake, you're alive, you're ready for this? Wow, awesome. Well, here we are at the beginning of the new year, and we're going to start a brand new teaching series called Run to Win. Come on, turn to somebody and say Run to Win. This is it, man. This is the theme. Run to win. All right? Now, look, I know that when we talk about the word running, not very many of you get excited. Okay? So just for a moment, for the few that will be excited about running, can I just hear from those who are excited about running? That's what I thought. I wanted to give you. I wanted to give you that opportunity because I knew that there's a few of you that like to run. But when I think about running, nothing motivates me. I don't know about you. I'm not motivated, you know, from running. I mean, nothing about running sounds fun. Nothing about running even feels fun to me, okay? In fact, when I see myself running, this is no joke, when I see myself running, I close my eyes and I see it, right? It's horrific. All I see is fat violently moving up and down with every step. That's what I see. And I almost feel like anybody I pass, I need to be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, I need to apologize to people as I run past them because when I close my eyes and I see myself, that's all I see. My body isn't made for running. My body's made for running through things. I know that. I learned that a long time ago about me. Now, I've only, I can be motivated to run, though. I know that, right? I can be motivated to run. Like, if a bear was chasing me, come on. If a bear was chasing you, would you be motivated to run? But if you were in a group of people, how motivated would you be, really? I mean, if I was in a group of people, I would only really be motivated to run faster than the slowest guy. I don't need to win that race. I just don't need to be the slowest guy, right? Now, I want, look, I, let's back up, okay? Because, look, I have ran in my life. We've all ran. I've ran before. I remember a few times. One, I ran when I got out of my car at McDonald's because they're just getting ready to close the door and I had to get in there quick. I ran when I was a kid and I heard the ice cream truck coming down the street. I ran into the house to get a quarter and ran right back out to try to stop him, okay? Are you following me? I've ran. Recently, recently I ran at 52 years old. We were driving down the interstate, and a rest stop was coming up, and I had to go to the bathroom. I got out of the car. I ran. So I, I'm going to tell you, I have ran before. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You're just like me because all of us have said this statement before. Hey, honey, I'm going to run to the store. I'll be right back. Who's made that statement before? I'm going to run to the store. I'll be right back. You aren't running anywhere. You're driving. That's how lazy we've become. We, we, driving to the store now is running as if it is exercise. I'm running to the store. They're not running to the store. There's no exercise about that. So I know some people like to run. Some people actually enjoy it. I want you to know today as your pastor, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. But seriously, all right, seriously, not all running is equal, is it? Not all running is equal. This life that we live, it's a race, and we're all running in it, like it or not. Like it or not, you're in a race, and you have to run in this race. Have you ever played on a sports team before? 
Have you? I know that we've got some sport, we have some coaches in our midst right now, right? They know what it's like to be on a sports team, and they know what it's like to motivate, uh, you know, players to play. And so I'm not claiming to be a coach of a sports team, but I do, but I've played on enough sports teams to know that before each game, the coach gives the pep talk, right? The coach gets with the players, and they give them the strategy. You might call it the goal for the game. There could be multiple goals, but many times it's like it's boiled down to something very simple, and this is what we have to focus on with this game as we're competing against that opponent, okay? And the coach might come out with the, with the goals or the plan for the game, and it could be this. If you're playing hockey, we got to put more shots on goal, all right? Or if it's football, look, we got we to give up less yards on defense, right? We've got you guys. The last couple of games, we've given up too much. This game, less yards. All right, we're going to give up less yards. Or it could be this on offense. I got to complete more passes. Like, look, last week we didn't make it. Like this week, if we're going to win this game, we got to complete more passes. That's what a coach would do with a sports team. I recognize that my role here at this church is like a coach. I am, I am your life coach called a pastor. I am your spiritual coach, called a pastor. I have a plan for your race in 2023, okay? If I was your coach and I'm sitting down with you, I'm just telling you I got a plan for you to win in 2023. Here's what it boils around. It, it, it revolves around this, that you got to let Jesus be a greater priority in your life than he was last year. It's pretty simple, and that's what most, most coaching comes back to the basics and helping each athlete perform their best in those basics, right? Because the game isn't won on the field. The game actually gets won in practice. If you practice right and you get the techniques down right, you can perform them on the field. I, I want to help you. I want to coach you. I want to equip you this year to help you make Jesus a greater priority in your life this year than he was last year. Would anybody like to see that happen in your life this year? You want to see that happen in your life? Okay, good. Raising your hand is one way just to identify the fact that, yes, I want to make that happen. So I saw many of your hands go up. It also says to the person next to you, that's who I want to be. Accountability is a part of helping you make Jesus a greater priority in your life. But here's the thing. I need you to understand these two very important things about the race called life. These two things you've got to get ingrained into your heart if Jesus is going to become a greater priority in your life. And that's what today's message is really going to all revolve around. That's what this whole series is going to revolve around, helping you run to win, making Jesus a greater priority. You need to understand these two very important things if you're going to, you know, about the race called life. First is this. If you're going to run, run to win. If you're going to run, run to win. Secondly, if you want to win, you got to run to him. Look, those two things, would you say those two things with me, right? If you're going to run, run to win. If you want to win, run to him. That's it. If you want to win, if you want to run to win, you got to run to him. Guys, I can't drive that home enough in you right now. This is what it's going to take. I mean, I don't know about you. Why compete in a race? Why compete in a race if you're not motivated to win? Now, look, I, I get it. This is not winning in the sense of, like, someone's going to get gold in this room. Someone's going to get silver and someone's going to get bronze. And the rest of you don't even, like, get a medal. 
That's not the kind of winning we're talking about spiritually. Winning for you, remember it's this. It's letting Jesus become a greater priority in your life in 2023 than he was in 2022. What does that look like to be a win? Could the win then be this? That you discipline yourself to be in God's word more in 2023 than you were in 2022? That would be a win, and that would be running to him. Could it be this? I'm going to make Sunday a dedicated day to the Lord, right? We are going to be in worship someplace, even if we're on the road, even if we're on vacation, even if we're in another country. I'm going to make Sunday a day of worship. What if you did that? Wouldn't that be greater? If you did more of that in 2023, wouldn't that be running to win, and wouldn't that also be running to him? You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be the best Christian in the room or in North Platte or in Ogallala or in your living room. You don't have to be the best. We're not going for the pride award here where you stand on the stage and I put a gold medal around your neck and I go, this is the best new lifer in 2023. That award's not going to be given, by the way. If you're going for that award, you're going to have to go to a different church. I'm talking about an internal reward where you almost kind of have to give it to yourself because you know that you're running to win this year. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is never going to become a greater priority in your life in 2023 if you're not running to win. I think I'm afraid that there's too many Christians that are in this race called life that almost feel like it's impossible for you to win. I don't want you to feel that way. God doesn't want you to feel that way. You may have fallen on your face. Yeah, you might have got scraped up. You might have got bruised. You might have lost a couple of battles, but you don't have to lose the war. You can win in the end, church. Every single one of you can win. Listen to my voice. I'm telling you, you can win. I'm your coach. I'm going to help you win. I'm gonna help, I want to help you down this journey, but thank the Lord I'm not your only coach. God's word is also a coach. And the theme verse for this entire series is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. If you brought your Bible, if you've got your phone and you've got, you know, 400 different versions of the Bible on it, would you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24? We're going to be actually looking at the next sequential verses after that. So if you'll just lock in right there, you're going to be with me for this entire message. The theme verse that you're going to hear every single week of Run to Win is 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. See, that's where the two goals come from. If you're going to run, run to win. Okay? And if you want to win, run to him. It comes right there from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. I want us to memorize this verse during this series. This one verse. I don't think I'm asking too much out of you. All right? I don't think I'm pushing you too hard. It's not not like you just joined the team and I'm asking you to go, you know, put a rucksack on your back and go run 25 miles. I'm asking you, look, I don't care how long you've been on the team called New Life. I don't, know, I don't care how long you've been in the race called Christianity. Let's memorize this one verse, right? So let's, let's practice it first by saying it together. Say it with me, all right? Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All right, come on. That was, that was average, okay? 
That was average. Let's lean in a little harder, okay? Lean in a little harder. Say as much of it as you can without looking at the screen. If you're looking at one screen, then let your eyes drift to the other screen, but say a couple words in between there, okay? All right, are you with me? All right, let's say it one more time. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All right, now look, it's going to be your, your objective now. You're going to leave here today, and you're going to go home. You're going to memorize this verse because you're going to hear it every single week. Next week when you come back, and this verse is a part of what we say, even if it's just random, even if we just throw it in someplace, then I want you to say most of it, if not all of it, without even looking at the screens, okay? We're going to use the same version. It's the New Living Translation. Memorize it. All right, now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You ready? Here's the game plan for today. Three ways to make sure you're, you're running to win. So if you're taking notes, there's going to be three things I'm going to tell you. It's a great sermon, by the way, okay? Three things makes a good sermon. So I don't know why it does, it just does. So three ways to make sure you're running to win. Are you ready for this? Here we go. First off, you got to know why you're running. Isn't that so true, though? I mean, you were waiting for some big profound thing, right? Like, what's the big nugget of gold? Well, the first nugget of gold is just really simple. Why are you running? Listen to me. Like, athletes, athletes are running to compete in a race. That's why, that's why they're running. Middle-aged people are running because we want to try to stay in shape. After all my joking, okay, I understand it, all right? People that are on a diet, they're running to lose some weight. Why are you running in this spiritual race? I think it's a fair question to ask right off the bat to everyone that's listening to my voice today, whether you're here or you're there. Why are you running in this spiritual race? Is it because you grew up Christian? Is it because, you know, maybe um, someone expects you to run this spiritual race? There's a pressure on you from your spouse from your parent, right, from somebody that you're dating, I have no idea, or is it because that you feel guilt or you feel shame? Like, why are you running? Right? What's the motivation? Or maybe it's this, because you love Jesus and you want to honor him with your life. I just know this, the why you're running has to be driven by a motivation. Motivation is the key to why we run. You can also say it this way, motivation is the fuel to why you're running. If you've got the right motivation, you maintain the right amount of fuel, you stay in the game, and Jesus becomes a greater priority in your life in 2023 than he was in 2022. You have the wrong motivation, and it flares out, it goes away, and you never find it again. If we have the wrong motivation, it's why we're running, and we never experience joy. If you're running in your spiritual journey with Christ, and you're not experiencing joy, it's probably because you're motivated by the wrong thing. And you need to go back and you need to change the motive. Because the motive should be leading you into a life-giving relationship with Jesus that's joy-filled. If you're in a relationship with God and your motivation is wrong, here's another indicator. The consistency in your relationship isn't there. It's like one day you're on, the next day you're off. A true motive that fuels you to have Jesus be a greater priority in 2023 is going to be one that's going to help you stay consistent in your journey as well. So when we look back at our key verse 
and we keep building on it. Let's go to the very next verse, 1 Corinthians 9 now, verse 25, because it helps us understand this why, this motive concept. It says that all athletes, all of them, are disciplined in their training. If you're going to be an athlete and truly call yourself an athlete, there are some people that are athletes that are not disciplined in their training. They shouldn't be called athletes. There should be a different name for them. Okay, He says, look, all athletes... True athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it, though, to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. The motivation of a person that is living on this earth, running an earthly race to please themselves, to do things that are just centered around them, I just want you to know right now, here's, here's what God's Word says about you. It says this, that you're, run, you're chasing after a prize that's going to fade away. You're chasing after something you can never catch. You're like the dog at the dog track chasing the rabbit that's on the rail, and you'll never catch the rabbit. You're just going to keep going around and around and around, never getting where you want to go. I'm afraid too many people are caught in that type of Christianity race, and there's no consistency, and there's no joy. I want to see that for your life. So what do we have to do? We have to have a why that's bigger than this life. That's what God's word was telling us right there. Earthly runners, they run for a prize that fades away, but we do it for an eternal prize, something that's beyond this world. Your motivation then, your why has to be driven from something that's beyond what you can tangibly touch and you can feel on this earth. Look, if Jesus is going to become greater priority, then your why has to become more clear. Your why, the why you're in this game has to become more clear. Can I give you a suggestion for a why? Here's a why that I think is a fuel that can last for a long time. My why is to know God more today so I can be with him forever. I want you to notice what I just did there. I just took an entire year's goal to make Jesus a greater priority in 2023 and broke it down to a day. If I can know Jesus more today, that's going to lead to spending eternity with him forever. I have both a tangible and I have an intangible. I have this, this thing that I can't make happen, this eternal thing, but I can make it happen if I just know him today because my desire is to be with him forever. Are you following me on this? Like, it's just about today. If I can just win today, that's my goal. That should be my why. I just want to know you more today, God, right? And be with you forever. So look, you can already tell, I don't know a ton about running, okay? But I know enough about running that I could coach you in really, I think, two simple things. Two simple things that would transform your running, right? Number one thing, the number one, because when I was in the military, I had some guys that really knew how to run, and they told me these two things. And these two things really changed my whole running, you know, stride. Number one was this, Jeff, make sure everything that you're doing in that stride is a momentum that's moving you in the direction you want to go. Because watch, you watch so many people run and they're like flailing all over the place. You know, arms are flopping, legs are flopping, heads flopping, shoulders are flopping. But they were like, no, you make every stride, like you're reaching for that finish line, right? And you just, you make yourself like a streamlined machine that everything you do is running right towards that direction. And don't waste any extra energy. And I'm like, wow, that is so smart right? So smart. The second thing was this. Get your eyes down the course. Get your eyes down the course where you're running. Don't get your eyes right in front of your feet. 
Those two things started, they really changed me in, the, in the, my, own, my own ability to like stay on the track longer or stay in the game longer. And yes, one time, truthfully, I actually ran in a 24-hour race. Can you believe that? This body did that. I can't believe it did that. Now, thankfully, I only had to run like a few laps and then I could like sleep on a cot and then I had to run a, a few laps and I could rest and then a few laps, right? I had to run a couple miles and then rest, a couple miles and then rest. So anyways, like I, I, these guys, they taught me those two things. I'm telling you, these two things matter in your spiritual life. Let me ask them to you from a spiritual perspective. What momentum are you wasting in directions different than you want to run? Spiritually. If you want 2023, that Jesus become a greater priority in your life, what momentum do you have in your life that's pulling you towards the right, taking you to the left? What's out there? What's the, what's the thing that keeps tripping you up? You want to go this way, but you find yourself going that way. Right? What, what is that? Identify it. Write it down. Right? Don't just let it be ambiguous. Don't just keep letting yourself get tripped up in this journey. Like, actually write it down. Make sure you know what it is that's pulling you off course. Because that's what you want to pray about. That's what you want to take to some trusted people around you so that they can be praying with you as well. Secondly, where are your eyes looking? Because wherever your eyes are looking, that's where you're running. So you can say today, yes, I want to run towards Jesus. But your eyes are actually focused on a different prize. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never make it. Your eyes will always take you what you're focused on. So you got to get your full attention as well onto Christ. And you need to be open and honest with yourself. Am I focused really on something else? I want Jesus to be a greater priority, but i got my attention focused on something else. And it might be good, but hear me, church, it's not great. And I don't want just good for you. I want greatness for you. So do you have anything that's a momentum that's pulling you off in a different direction? And are your eyes truly focused where you need to go? Share what Hebrews chapter 12 says about this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. He's talking about a race. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. These things that keep pulling us off course, right? And listen to the motive. Listen to the whys here. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Who set the race before us? God set it before us. Why do we do, well, excuse me, we do this, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who, what? What? Initiates and perfects our faith. Guys, what's the why? Here's the why. God designed your race called life. You're not an accident. You're not here by accident. Nobody is here by accident. God designed your race called life. You, that means you have a purpose. That means that every day that you live for him, every day that you live for him is a day you worship him. I want you to hear that loud and clear. Every day you live for him because he designed the race called life. He designed this day. Every day that you live for him, you worship him. It's not just on Sundays when you come here. That's not the only day you worship him. You worship him on Monday when you live for him. Why? Because he designed your race. Are you catching this? Right? So look, we think worship is like when the band plays and we sing and we raise our hand. Maybe. Maybe. 
Right? But that's not worship. That's just a piece of worship. Worshiping him is living for him because he designed the race. That should be part of my why. What should be part of my motive? That we run this spiritual race because it does what? It honors him. It honors God. Why? Because he's watching. That's what Hebrews told us. Hebrews told us all of that. It said right there, let your motive be this, to honor God. Church, that should be our number one motive. It's not what we can gain. It's what he gains from our life. What can you do to honor God more in 2023? Because if you do that, Jesus becomes a greater priority in your life. And then what I love about this is that this, it says this, look, the only way that you can run this race and win this race is if you keep your eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he's the only one who can perfect your faith. You can't perfect your faith. He does it. He does it. So what do we do? We keep our eyes on him. Because if my eyes are on him, then my goal is to reach him. My goal is to run after him. And as I run after him, he perfects my faith. I think we think all the time it's like what I have to do to perfect my faith. No, what you have to do is you got to get to know Jesus more. Jesus is the one who perfects your faith. I don't know about you. That's good news. All right, but if you want to run to win, then you also have to know where you're running. Like having a destination is part of the adventure, right? It's, it's part of the motivation, uh, and th- this is really important. Like, you got to know where the finish line is. You got to know what kind of race you're in. Because if the finish line is short, it's not very far away, then what do you do to reach that finish line? You sprint. If the finish line is far away, then what do you do to finish that race? You pace yourself. If you don't know what race you're in, you don't know what you're facing, you're going to lose every single time. So, like, you got to know where you're running. So when we go back to the supportive verses, again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, let's now drop down to verse 26, the very next verse. I want you to see this. In, in, in the context of knowing where you're running, it says this. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Like, knowing where you're running. Like, look, you just need to know. You're not shadow boxing. This is not practice. I know, I know, I get it. We've preached it, we've even said it, that we worship here, it's like practice for heaven. Let me get this straight with you real quick. It might be practice for heaven, but it's also this. You get one life. This is not practice, this is the real game. You get one life. There's no redos here. Like, there's no getting, there's no getting up, going back, and going, oh, we'll come back out next week, we'll do better. Like, like this is one life, you get one life, one opportunity. You're not shadow boxing, you're not practicing So it says, run with purpose in every step. I love that. That's what God's telling us to do. With every step, with every action, everything, it all should be motivating us. It should be moving us in one direction, not sidelining us one way or the other, not pulling us one way or the other, but with every step, every single step. That's what God's telling us. He's going, look, guys, the small things matter. We get, we get our eyes on the big things. You get the trophy. God's got his eyes on practice on Monday. We got our eyes on I showed up on Sunday. God's got his eyes on, uh, on this. Did you show up on Tuesday? That's where God's got his eyes. He, he's focused on the every step. Not just the big ones where you feel good about yourself. 
He's also focused on the small ones, like when you stumble, fall on your face. He's like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Are you going to get up and keep moving? Are you going to lay there and complain? Are you going to give up? What are you going to do? God's focused on the small steps. So guys, we don't have time for detours. We don't have time to get off course. But thank the Lord. You got me as a coach. You got God's word as a coach. And check this out. You got the Holy Spirit who's wanting to help you stay on course. He's a coach for you. I want you to think of the Holy Spirit like a GPS guidance system. Have you guys ever, have you, have you driven with the GPS guidance, guidance system either on your phone or on your car before? And you plug in the address, right? And the address, it, it plugs it in and it says, okay, here's the course. Here's the route you're going to take. It's going to take an hour and 27 minutes. And you start driving. And what happens if you miss one of the turns on the course? It starts going, recalculating, recalculating, right? And it, then it starts doing this to you. It goes, turn right now. And you're like, it was, I don't have enough time. And then it tells you again, turn right now. And eventually, over time, it just goes, go home now. <laughs> I think that's what it ought to say to some people. Like, just turn around and go home now. Right? But the Holy Spirit is like that GPS guidance system. And he's there, and he's like speaking to your heart. And he's like, hey, it's time to turn. It's time to turn. You got off course. Let me get you back on course. He's there with the gentleness of his spirit going, hey, get back, get back on course. I don't know about you, but thank the Lord for, for the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I would encourage you, if you want Jesus to be a greater priority in 2023, I would encourage you with one simple prayer. Holy Spirit, open my eyes and open my ears up to your voice and to your leadership in my life in a greater way this year than ever before. So where are you running? I think that's a good, fair question. Where are you running? Well, here's where you should be running. You should be running towards the finish line. The finish line is what? Eternity. And the number one reason why we lose our way is that we get our eyes off of the finish line. How do you get your eyes off the finish line? You start looking at your own way. Instead of looking at the finish line, which is God's way, you start looking at your own way. And in Christianity, what happens is over time, you get really confident and you get really secure, and you get really comfortable, and you can even put on the act of Christianity, and you start living your own way. Jesus has some instructions for us concerning your own way. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said these words, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your what? Whoa. You got to give up your own way, and you got to take, take up your cross and follow me. He's talking about running. He's like, look, look, if you want to run, run in the master's footprints. It's like Jesus has gone before us on a sandy beach, and he's left the footprints. He's going, look, you want to learn how to run? Run in my footprints. I'm the expert. I'm the pace setter. You step where I step. So that means if you want Jesus to be a greater priority in your life, you got to learn where he walked. Meaning, you got to look at how he responded. You got to learn what his priorities are. That means you got to go back to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You got to start reading who is this Jesus? If he is the one I'm following, where has he gone? What do his footsteps look like? And look, let me just give you some hope today. If you found yourself on a, on a course that's stuck in sin, some of you today, you're stuck in sin. You're in a course that way. I, I mean, let's encourage you to do this run from sin and run to him. That's what, second, that's what 2 Timothy 2.22 says. It says, look, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Run from those things. And what are you supposed to run to? 
You run to Christ. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. If you're caught in sin, there's only one thing that can happen for you. I can encourage you, but sooner or later, you got to get up and you got to run from the sin and you got to run to Him. It's not just my advice, it's God's advice for our own lives. Now, if you just try to get up aimlessly and you just try to run from sin aimlessly, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to circle right back to sin. It's like getting lost in the woods. It's like being lost in the woods and and you circle back around to where you first started. I don't know about you, but that's very, very defeating. So what do we have to do? We have to run towards him. Later in our service, our campus pastors are going to give you an opportunity to commit your life to Christ so you can start running to him. Lastly, if you want to run to win, then you have to know how you're running. Training. There's training involved in how you're running. I mean, look, from high school all the way through professional runners, they continue to be trained in their running technique. I mean, look at all the, look at all the gadgets that are used today in, in, in athletics. Look at all the gadgets that are used to even help a person run even better. Like you got watches that will give you your, your heart rate, right? The, the, how many calories you're burning, the distance that you've ran. They'll even show you the course that you need to run on, right? There's special shoes, There's cameras to watch how you run to get your actual stride down and your posture down. Like knowing how you're running is a big deal to competitive athletes. It's a big deal to them. And God's word even speaks about this issue. As we look back to our supported verses again in 1 Corinthians 9, now let's go to the very next verse, 27. It says this, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. There is a training, there is a, there's a disciplining of our body, and it's, there's, there's a training it to do what it should. And, and that's something you got to stay on top of if you're an athlete. But the Apostle Paul here is talking about your spiritual race. So if athletes have to discipline their bodies for the race, how much more do Christians have to discipline their bodies for our race? If athletes train for their race, how much more should we train for our race? called eternity see the rest of this series run to run to win it's gonna it's gonna help you understand how we are to run if we want to win so next week review preview let's look back where we've come but let's also look at where we're going let's know the course right we are we're gonna the week after that it's gonna be run to prayer the week after that is gonna be run to the word the week after that is gonna be run with others these are the how how we run, and you're going to want to hear that, but today I want to leave you with a picture of hope, a picture of hope. Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells this story, this parable, helping us understand who the Father is and who we are. And he goes, look, there's a, there's a father, he has two sons, one of the sons loses his way, decides, Father, I want my inheritance now while you're still alive, I'm going to go live my life of sin the way I want to live it. And he goes off and he squanders everything that he was given and he ends up in, you know, living with the pigs. It's just like, it's a crazy story. You have to read it in Luke chapter 15 if you haven't already heard it before. But just follow me on this, okay? The, the, the son that wandered away, this sinful son, that's who we are. We are the ones who have allowed our sinful nature to run wild in our life, right? We've drifted from God. And at some point, that son said, I got to come back to the Father. And so he starts his way back. Now, Jesus is telling us that the father, he's like, he's looking down the trail of where his son has gone away, but he's waiting for his son to make the move back to him. And so the father in the story is God. 
And that's where we pick up the story. The father's standing there. My son went down that trail, and all of a sudden he sees his son, and his son is now running back to him. In Luke chapter 15, verse 20, Jesus said these words. So, so the son, he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. What did he do? He ran. The father, God, ran toward you. He ran towards his son. And what did he do when he got there? He embraced him and he kissed him. I think so many people think that if God's chasing after me, it's not to embrace me and kiss me. And that God's chasing after me because he wants to get me. Guys, I'm telling you right now, no, that's not the case at all. God's chasing after you because he wants to embrace you. He wants to empower you. He wants to call you son. He wants to call you daughter. So when you're running towards Jesus, you have nothing to fear. Why? Because he's running towards you. So if you want to run to win, church, you have to run to him. If you want to make Jesus a greater priority in your life this year, and you want to run to win, you got to run to him. Here's the good news of hope. He's already wanting to run to you. He's just looking, he's just looking for one thing. Are you wanting to run to him? You start running towards him, he's running towards you. He's running towards you so that you can sense his presence. You can know who he is. You will be more motivated to run towards him the more you get to know him. So I want you to run to win. So this morning it starts by running to him. Why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. Lord, sometimes the simplicity of your word can catch us off guard. And we think to ourselves, there's got to be more. There has to be more. There has to be more. But Lord, in a moment like this, we got to quickly be reminded that it's not about more. It's just about doing the simple. It's about doing the small thing first. Lord, we have to first start by running towards you, having a desire to run towards you. So Holy Spirit, would you stir up inside of our hearts a desire to run to him, to run towards Jesus? Because we know right now Jesus is running toward us to embrace us, to pull us close, to let us know him in a greater way. So Lord, would you do something profound in our church today, at all campuses, no matter where they're watching from, no matter where they're worshiping at. Here at our Carney campus, would you let the power of your spirit move in a powerful way as we run towards you. Let our why and our motivation be right. Let our where be the eternity spent with you. Teach us, Lord, how to chase after you. In Jesus' name, amen.